Welcome back to another week on Unlucky Hunters Matter. So this week we're going to do a little different. We're going to have my wife on the show and we are going to discuss the hot topic of whether or not crossbows should be allowed during the regular archery season. So please stay tuned and thanks for joining us on Unlucky Hunters Matter. We have heard multiple times of discussions and people's opinion that are pretty avid bow hunters. But what you don't hear is avid crossbow hunters and their thoughts and opinions on the topic. So that's what we're going to discuss today. And today I have my wife with me on this show, who is also a crossbow hunter. And we are going to dive in this discussion about crossbows and whether they should be allowed on or allowed in the regular archery season. Hello, I'm Alex. Um, all right, so I'm going to rewind just because I have ADHD and I'm crazy. Okay. So at one point, um, in episode five, there was a question of why do we hunt and why our wives ask us why we hunt. And I just want to say that only once did I ever ask my husband why he hunted And I was sufficient with his answer, and I have never hassled him or given him a hard time since that moment. (laughs) I just thought that I would throw that out there. Um, I think that when your spouse, either of you, hunts, and it's for your family and you're providing, um, it's very important. And so, yeah, I just wanted to add my, um, my two cents in on that topic. Anyways, okay. So I think, as some of you may know, my husband mentioned uh, in previous episodes that I am wheelchair bound. Um, And so being in a wheelchair, I guess it makes it more difficult to get out in nature now um, and find places that I can hunt. So when I can, um, I need every advantage in that sense of a recurve bow is obviously amazing. Uh, when my husband first brought up hunting with a bow, all I thought about was how amazing it would be to get out in the wild and walk through the woods with a recurve bow and sneak up on a whitetail. Obviously, this is a fantasy because I am wheelchair bound, but... That being said, um, I have only personally with bows hunted with a crossbow, uh, and I started, I got my license in Maine, um, and I did the majority of my hunting in Maine or New Hampshire. And, uh, I think that when you are disabled in any way, shape or form, it's, it's great, but then you have the other side where people say, well, they're able-bodied. They can just use a compound bow, a recurve bow, whatever. Uh, sure. As long as obviously that state, right? Like laws prohibit certain, uh, people from hunting with crossbows unless you have like a doctor's note. So even though I'm wheelchair bound, I still needed to go get a doctor's note, Um, and have my doctor, um, 
verify that I actually am handicapped. Okay. That being said, um, I think that I am unlike most other people with a disability because I think that, again, providing meat for your family is very important. So I think that you should take advantage of every opportunity you have in order to legally harvest your game. Uh, So yes, if you are able-bodied and you decide that you want to use a crossbow, I think that you, you should. So I think that being able to take advantage of every opportunity is important. And, you know, everybody has obviously their own opinions on the topic, but again, it, it all comes back to providing for your family. And if you want to take advantage of that, then do so. agree with, with that. Um, it was brought up on one of the Connecticut Facebook pages. I'm on one of the hunting ones the other day where somebody was complaining about crossbow hunters. And I brought up the point where what about younger hunters like youth, like Damien, for instance, our son, he's pretty strong for his age, but he still isn't able to draw back and hold the minimum requirement for the legal poundage, which is 45 pounds in the state. How are those hunters supposed to be able to go out and hunt with their parents or uh, with their friends or by themselves if they wanted to without the aid of a crossbow? And it is a tool, just like when you're bird hunting, right? You can use a pump shotgun, you can use a semi-auto, you can use a break action, a single shot, right? This is the same concept as that. It's just another tool, a different style, but it still projects an arrow just like a compound or traditional archery. And it still has its challenges like I've talked about before. With the reload time, and a lot of crossbow hunters do the same thing. Uh, Reloading takes a lot longer. It's not as quiet. For sure. Right? That has been a wicked drawback with me and hunting because if your shot is not perfect then yeah the 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 reload that sorry i'm reliving <laughs> times where it's even like that doe i shot this year i it was a bad shot i don't know what happened but i hit her in the back and actually ended up going all the way through which was a lucky because it ended up dropping her but i still had to take a second shot and it was a little timely process um, even at that compared to what it would have been if I just had my bow. Yeah, for sure. So that's one of the drawbacks. Another drawback is the R louder. So if there's other deer or even, even that doe, like she was inside 20 yards, but she, I think that's why I ended up hitting her in the back is she heard the shock of the, the bow and she started to do the, the ducking thing to dip it. Right. Which is why I think I hit her in the... Actually hit her. So another drawback is the, the loudness. So all these avid traditional compound bow hunters want to say we have the upper hand. 
the only upper hand we have is it's fully cocked at all times, and we get to use right. the scope or yeah. a dot based on what optic you want to use. Right. But it yeah. is another tool, and I think it is handy. Uh, it saves time instead of having to draw back or range it and then draw back and trying to like guess it. Yeah, and I and I think f- for new hunters, too. Uh, it can be a way because some people are grew up strictly on, you know, rifles. And so when you talk to them about hunting with a bow, they kind of, why, why would I do that? Like I can be X amount of yards away and take down what I want. And it does open up a little bit more your um, your range. But again, it depends on what you're hunting because that doesn't necessarily matter uh, in the woods of, say, Maine. <laughs> because there's not really many open plains. Uh, I'm just thinking about the times that you've told me about, like, where you're hunting in Oregon and it's completely open. Yeah, that's a different terrain. Yeah. Yes, there is terrain that is open, but there's still dense forest, just like Connecticut, where your shots are going to be within 40 yards. If you're using a crossbow traditional bow or compound, you should be just as effective. Yeah. Uh, Another aspect is, obviously, Connecticut has approved hunting season with crossbows on the sheer fact that they are concerned about the deer harvest numbers they know that crossbow hunters are going to be more effective vice the traditional and compound archery hunters and i i believe they did that to control the numbers of the deer so it's not overly populated yeah. And to bring the herd, uh, the deer numbers down. And I think a lot of the states are joining on that as well, which is why these compound archery guys, uh, not archery guys, um, traditional hunters are having such a big problem with it. Yeah. And I think, and this is, this could go into its own topic of itself, but I think as long as you are doing it properly, legally, and you are following the rules just like you do with the rest of hunting, then, you know, I don't, I don't see why anybody should be butthurt about people using a crossbow. I think the only time is just, I just think of like when we ran into that guy in, in Maine and he was hunting with a crossbow and that, that's a whole other can of worms and so as long as I think that you're being ethical and legal, following your state's rules and guidelines and laws and whatever, I think that you're, you're putting meat on a plate and you're getting out in nature. And I think that all those things are great. And I think that more people will possibly want to hunt because there's a way that they're like oh hey okay maybe I could do that because you know 
I, I don't think that I could draw a bow back. I think it's less intimidating to hunt with a crossbow. I remember I was wanting to do archery hunting uh, back in high school, right? Because that's when like all my buddies jumped on that bad bandwagon of being archery hunters. Obviously, my dad was never into archery. I got him in the yeah, archery. Yeah. But uh, it was intimidating. I had no idea. Even when I first started getting into archery, I had no idea what I was doing. It was intimidating. I didn't know what kind of bow I should get. I didn't know the specs I needed. I didn't know anything about anything yeah. when it came to archery. Crossbows, it's pretty simple. It's pretty straightforward. You just buy a crossbow, you cock it, and away you go. Yeah. So I, I think that's uh, another positive aspect about crossbow hunting is it's less intimidating, so therefore you're going to get more hunters out there, which is why people are complaining about more crossbows this year. They haven't seen these these numbers before. Well, I think it's a good thing because people are getting out there, like you were saying, and getting yeah. out in nature, and as well as putting meat on their on their freezer for their family or whatever they're doing with it. Yeah. No, I agree. And I think that... I, I don't know, I just... I know that a lot of people, it's such a controversial topic. <laughs> really and, <laughs> and so, I mean, I guess it would, it would also be nice to hear what listeners have to say about it. Um, and see if anybody agrees. I feel like most, I feel like most disagree, but. But here's another thing, like, if these traditional compound hardcore archeries, archers want their strictly to be like that and then crossbows having their own season, then that's just going to shorten their season down. That's the, yeah. the perks of being an archery hunter is you get the whole season yeah. to hunt. Even in this state, you can still hunt on Sundays with your, your bow on private land. Or they have archery only, which is open up all year round. Yeah. Or not all year round, but all season. I knew what you meant. <laughs> yeah, I know you did. <laughs> Valid. But maybe not our listeners. No, right, right, right. So that is another aspect that I don't think these dedicated archers are thinking about is if they think that crossbow hunters should have our own season that just it's gonna cut their season down shorter yeah so why do that if you could just hunt the whole season yeah and and i mean it doesn't yeah i was gonna say something about and it's like how do you break that up like yeah <laughs> it gets to hunt like the best part of the season and like the yeah because <laughs> Yeah, there's there's no fair way to break that up and be like, okay, so crossbow gets here, and then other archery gets here, and then some. Either way, people are going to be unhappy. No matter how you slice this, someone is going to be butthurt. And I mean, so goes everything in life. Like, not every party is happy with things, but. Yeah, I don't know. I I think that getting more people out in the woods and and stuff is is important. Um I mean, I would love to be able to get our scouts out in the woods, but you know, BSA has a lot of 
rules about stuff like that. But I think it would be great because these kids already like to be outside, so why not open the door to other things? But that's another topic in itself, too. See, there goes my ADHD. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. But I know, and I do know that uh, just from being on uh, pages for people that are uh, disabled and that hunt, the it's the same thing. There's a lot of there's a lot of controversy there where people are like, "Well, no, we we should be the only ones to," and. You know, why, why, why should you, well, what's, I mean, their, what's their argument on that one? It, they're already at a disadvantage. So you're putting them at a bigger disadvantage. And yes, like I totally understand not being able to go as far as I'd like to really go in the woods. I know that my, I, that there's only so far that I can go, um, unless you, you do get permission from the state and they, they open gates for you. Um, but then that opens a whole other door of you have to be at the exact spot that you told them. And then, you know, you talk about how you, you have to be flexible because somebody might already be hunting in that area. So what happens when they open a gate for me and then I go in and then there's already a bunch of people there, or, you know, whatever. There's just all... There's a lot of different views, but also these people, they're the, it's, 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 uh, across the United States, but I do think that there are some people on this page that are in, uh, Canada as well. But when you are dealing with, um, land on the West coast, there aren't as many gates stopping you on public land that are on the East Coast in New England, New York, uh, you know, places like that. There's always, it seems like there's always uh, gates to have to get in places. And then when you go to like BLM land, there's more open roads throughout all of these places. Yeah, so what she's talking about is uh, here in Connecticut, there's plenty of state land, but everything is gated off, and they have, like, designated parking areas that you have to park at. While on the West Coast, it's all logging roads up in the state forest and stuff like that. So there's plenty of opportunities for hunters with disabilities to be able to get out and get out with everybody else in the backwoods of, of the mountains and stuff like that, making it easier. It's a lot more of a challenge here for uh, personnel with disabilities, especially with ones that are like my wife who are in a wheelchair. They don't really maintain uh, the access roads or paths in the state too well either for them, which just makes it more of a challenge. Yeah. And just from Maine to New Hampshire to Connecticut... Maine and New Hampshire, uh, it's a lot easier, I feel like, to hunt. I feel like I've 
hit more obstacles in the state of Connecticut than I have in Maine or New Hampshire. I think it's because their laws are different up there where you can hunt on private property as long as it's not posted. Connecticut, you cannot do that here. You have to have written permission and you have to get that permission renewed every season. Right. And I guess I did know being born and raised in Maine, I guess I did know more landowners. (laughs) So I had more opportunities on private land, but even then, then you have the people coming in on their private land and because it's not posted they have all the right that I have even though I have a signed piece of paper so um it's it's uh there's a lot of aspects and angles to look at with this I guess but I mean when you boil it down though I think that it just comes down to providing but also the adventure that you went on to harvest that animal, whatever um, game it was. I think it, that's what it boils down to, I guess. And I think that everything would be easier if everybody was just more, I guess, easygoing and just saying, okay, you have your reasons of doing it, so hey, I'm going to, um, let you do you. <laughs> I once again think that crossbows are a huge benefit. Obviously, they're here to stay. They're not going to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. It's just another tool to use, and I think that people need to keep an open mind as to that. I've had a lot of encounters this season this far with deer, and I've only harvested one. And, I'm, and I go out every time with a crossbow. So the concept that us crossbow hunters are slaying deer all the time is a myth. I've had a really nice buck. I had a doe the other night when I went out. Within 20 yards, I mean, I couldn't get a shot off because the brush was too thick. And I wasn't going to try to risk that shot. And then that comes down to be an ethical hunter, too. There's some people out there, whether it's with a compound bow, traditional bow, or even a crossbow, they don't always take the ethical shots. So that's not really a valid argument either because a lot of people like to think that crossbow hunting doesn't take skill. It does have some skill. Skill not dropping your crossbow. I've done that a few times this season and it knocks my sight off, like accuracy-wise, so I always have to come back and recite it in. So that's another challenge and a misconcept, I think, that a lot of people have about crossbows is once you sight it in, you're good. That's not the truth. No, it's just like a rifle. Same thing. Yeah. You always have to maintain your equipment. But I think the biggest positive thing with crossbow hunting, is, again, is the youth. Getting young hunters out there on a tradition that is starting to die off because it is more challenging or not challenging. I think it's because, uh, we're used to instant gratification. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Kids are used to, well, new, like 
I don't know. It's just they're used to being able to get what they want easier, I guess. And so I think, too, yes, like our son practices with his compound bow because he does want to be able to use it. Um, and I think that not a lot of kids are going to say, oh yeah, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to practice to get better at it. But even with a crossbow, you still have to practice because you want to make sure that your shots are ethical and good. Well, with the crossbow, like even him, our son, he's able to cock that all in on his own because using your whole body to crank it up. Plus, he has one of those crank assist things, mm-hmm. which is super handy with these crossbows. Especially the more newer ones where the poundage is higher. So yeah. you can get more flatter trajectory with your with your arrow. I think my crank is a little louder too, though, because mine's older. Yeah. So mine makes a little bit of a... Well, they still make noise, too. Yeah. So, again, it's it's a down to your shot, making sure that you have the... But I remember one time when you had your bow and I had my crossbow and we both had deer and <laughs> you were like, I have to shoot first. Yeah. <clears throat> and then I got I got so excited and um I might have not shot second. So again, like scared the deer off because it's loud. <laughs> but yeah, I mean I don't know. So I think these are all valid reasons as to why crossbow honey should be allowed for use during the regular archery season. We shouldn't need our own season to be able to crossbow hunt. Yeah. So please, if you have comments about this topic, please leave comments on our Instagram page. Now we're going to talk about lessons learned, even though I think I only went hunting twice this week and they're both evening hunts. Uh, First lesson, I guess the only really lesson I have is always be ready for the deer to come in. I didn't think that these deer would come in behind me. I was not prepared for when they did. So they got the surprise jump on me when I saw them. It was the doe and the buck. And they both came in. It's pretty cool to watch them, but getting that shot off obviously never happened because I was not ready nor set up with any shooting lanes available to make those shots. So lesson learned, always be ready, especially if you're hunting from the ground. Keep your head on the swivel. And before you're like fully set up for your hunt that night or morning, make sure you have a shooting lane behind you that you can take just in case those situations where the deer do come in behind you. It's not the first time it's ever happened to me. It's not going to be the last time where they've come in behind me or in a direction that uh, we weren't really planning on. And I'm sure most of you that hunt have had that same, almost the same experience as this. 
And then, uh, let's see what else. So the, uh, last Saturday was the opening for pheasant season. So, I guess the lesson learned for that is, uh, the deer don't always move like you think they're going to move because they're the hunters. I thought I could be stuck in this spot thinking the deer would get pushed to me and well, that never happened. So don't always change your hunting tactics or your seats or spots because you think the deer are going to behave a certain way because of other affecting situations, i.e. other hunters. The deer are going to do what the deer are going to do, and they're going to go probably where they're going to go, predetermined. I think that's, that's all I got for that. You have anything else you want to add? No. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, of course. We have to do this again. Yes. It was fun. Also, leave us comments if you want other topics to be discussed like this and what you guys' thoughts or opinion for this new type of episode that we are doing today. It would be interesting to hear back from all y'all that are listening. And my feelings won't be hurt if you say don't ever have her on again. (laughs) Because (laughs) yeah, I'm me, so I'm an acquired taste, I get it. So that's going to do it to us for this week on Unlucky Hunters Matter. Like always, thanks for listening in. Be safe out there. Have fun. Shoot straight. And good luck. Thanks for listening to Unlucky Hunters Matter. <laughs>